If you have an idea, follow it. If it's wrong, then that chapter has come to an end as well. But the book is never over until you've decided that it is. And you wait until the end of the story and you have a beautiful thing at the end to look at and know that you and you alone are responsible for creating this masterpiece that other people can thoroughly enjoy. Have you ever wanted to change the world? Have you ever set up to do something that seemed impossible? Have you failed at it? I know I have. Our guest today is a superhero. Yeah, you heard me. A superhero, a real one. His name is Nicolas Domingo, better known as Captain Encouragement. And his story will help you find innovative ways to tackle problems and achieve your goals. This is Inno Latino. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to Inno Latino. Today I have a very special guest. He approached me and, and I never expected this type of uh, story to come from one of my guests. And it's someone that applied innovation into his own life, into changing for the better. And right now he leads a nonprofit organization that helps children with behavioral issues and how to cope with problems that they face themselves. I want to welcome Nicolas Domingo to my show. Bienvenido. Hello, how are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I, I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you. It is an honor to have you. First, tell me about your brand in itself. The brand's Captain Encouragement. Uh, it's a superhero that was created to counter a lot of things in culture, a lot of things that we teach children. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our heroes are, everyone understands the hero brand, the idea of the superhero, supervillain dynamic. And when I looked at society from a younger age all the way till now, I, I acknowledge that kids look up to these heroes. But if you're a five-year-old coming into this world and there's TV, there's video games, there's magazines, mm -hmm. there's all these other components that we interact with that shape who we are. What components are actually out there that create a positive outcome? Like, right. What is there that's going to create a positive outcome? And I always ask this question and I always get crickets Oh, and whenever I speak. I'll be like, what, what would change your five-year-old to being an upstanding leader? And there'll be silence and someone will say, parents. And I'll be like, what if that's not always the case, which we all know is not. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's always the answer. And, and that's the reason that this came about was because it's this amazing vehicle for a message to get to children. And so that's what spawned Captain Encouragement, a superhero who would teach a lot of these things that we're hoping society does, but unfortunately yeah. it does not. And so that's what the reason behind Captain was. And so we, I started off as a guy, a crazy guy with an idea for, like, in a superhero costume in the beginning, <laughs> I hunted people down. Hey, please, would you make a superhero suit? And they're like, no. <laughs> and so it became, it started growing into a brand because I was trying stuff and I was taking feedback from the kids and from parents and from administrators. So we just grew it and we created a comic book and then it became a comic book series. And then It was like posters and the kid in me came out and was like, we need stickers. Mine went a little crazy in the, in the merchandise, but kids love it. They're like, oh, I have my stickers, my posters. It's their thing. Mm -hmm. And whenever there's a message attached to it that teaches this, that's, oh, we also leaders are the real heroes and teamwork, anti-bullying as superpowers. 
and then we're hearing stories of kids being like, I'm a hero like Captain Encouragement. I and I and we're hearing stories of them implementing teamwork oh, wow. or, or being <laughs> leaders. Yeah. We've heard some crazy stories <laughs> and of, of kids basically a teacher overhearing them saying Captain Encouragement would not approve of this. So what do you guys think? We like figure out how to deal with this. Whoa. And they talk through problems <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, so we just start building all these a musical, and a, and now we're doing TV content because of the circumstances. So we can still reach kids um, at home, but it can be more accessible, have free downloadable content they can interact with. And now we partner with ASL teachers to make it accessible for students with hearing impairments. Oh, and, I love it. And we're gearing up for season two, and it's just. We're learning every day how we can include more people in the community, different people, different abilities, because the kids with developmental disabilities or disabilities of any kind are left out. There's a lot yeah. of communities that are left out. And so the idea is like, how do you wrangle them in to really help out to where they don't, they're no longer the outlier and the ones that are just left on the outskirts. Cause that was the first thing when we're like ASL hearing impairments. Yeah. Let's make our episodes. Yeah. And then it was, now it's just part of what we do. And, right. Um, yeah. So that's where we are today. <laughs> and <laughs> tell me what came before, in a way, the secret origin story of Captain Encouragement. Tell me about your life, please. <laughs> I grew up in a town of 64 people. That's wow. six four period. Um, and wow. <laughs> middle, middle of nowhere. Um, and so I had a lot of time to myself. I didn't have a ton of friends. I was very different, which I think a lot of kids they feel different outsider. Mm -hmm. And I grew up and then I, I made her like a, my best friend. And then we started hanging out and, but I got bullied. And that was my first experience being bullied was on the playground. I think it was second grade or first grade. And I remember being drugged across the playground by my hair while other kids were stomping on me. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't like this school place. This doesn't, this isn't cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it continued um, for many years. And in ways I lashed out and I bullied kids because there was a pack of bullies attacking me. And so I needed to divert that aggression. I was never taught social emotional skills or techniques mm. that were beneficial, which a lot of kids aren't. Yeah. And, and I remember just going through school and just like this anger built in me. And then I found lifting as an outlet okay. and I found lifting and football and wrestling and this aggressive kind of nature that's associated with male or masculinity yeah. of just like, Beat them up, rough on top of them. Yeah. And so I followed that and I started lifting and getting bigger. And then it was like, okay, I can impose my will now. And then that took me to a whole other place. And it shifted from who I was to like, then it started shifting off and I started following a path of this whole other person. And the further away that you get away from yourself, the, the worse it is always. Oh. But I didn't find that out until going down this path, getting into fighting, into wrestling, partying, doing everything that I thought was part of who I was. But I was fitting this false narrative of Nicholas. Mm. And being this hateful, angry, hurtful person was counter because at the end of it, I found out Nicholas was this caring, loving person that wanted to help the world and heal the world. So the more I fed into this character, this ego that I'd created, the further away I got from myself. And that's why I hurt more. And I just felt this like, this angst building inside of me. And then when I was 19 years old, it was the worst year, I'd say 19. My best friend that I grew up with, last thing I said to him, I was like, you're not welcome um, in my family. And uh, a week later, I got a call that he died in a car accident. And oh, that was, 
the first big lesson of the importance of words mm -hmm. um, and what they mean and how permanent words are. Yeah. And then my stepfather died that year. And then our household fell apart. And then I've had a brain hemorrhage, which wow. ended everything. Because I was on a sports track. I thought football or, or I could pursue mixed martial arts to a further level. Mm -hmm. Brain hemorrhage. Blood vessel ruptured. Started to go blind. Took myself to the hospital. Three hospitals later, I have a doctor telling me, sports are over for you. And... Wow. And I, I'd invested in this ego, yeah. this character mm -hmm. was like, this is Nicholas. So no, I'm not, I can't be done. This wow. is who I've invested me as Nicholas. You had envisioned um, that. Mm -hmm. I had fed that beast for so long mm -hmm. that whenever the doctors know more, wow. I remember the moment because my dad was sitting here, he was asleep next to me because they were doing all these, this blood work and trying to keep me okay, keeping mm -hmm. me connected to all these machines to keep me alive from having a stroke or anything like that. And the doctor comes in, he's like, good news is you're fine. Typically people that get a subarachnoid brain hemorrhage, the survival rate's like 34%. So you're like, you're very lucky. No one your age is supposed to have a brain hemorrhage like at 19 years old. Bad news is you're done playing physical sports. Oh, wow. And I sat there and I was like, does that include football? And, <laughs> oh. and if we had a list, those would be the top two. And <laughs> that was the hardest thing for me. But what it was is it liberated me from this, this persona that I'd built. And over the next few years, I had transitioned into other personas to find Nicholas. Because I think we always try to find this ego, which is a shell yeah. that protects this soft layer of humanity yeah. that we have. Yeah. But eventually I found, like, I found Nicholas. And it was the furthest thing from what I had I'd gone down all these routes of, you know, be a businessman, do this, do that, beat people up, like all these things that I had gone down. And I found this like this caring, loving person. And I felt like my being just settled. I was like, huh. And and I really sat with myself in some of the darkest phases of my life. I I found this Zen in the depth of I actually like lost my house and I lost everything. Wow. And I sat in this Zen of darkness, but I, I came to this realization of who Nicholas was at the depth of it. And so in a know, way, like, all that adversity, mm -hmm. you were finding yourself. And, yeah. and, and in the end, if I understand correctly, you find a place of peace with yourself. Like mm -hmm. this is who I am. And now I'm peace with, with it. And, all that after all the that adversity so i i commend you for that the, you're at a, a great example others yeah. just persist in in creating these barriers which end up you know, hurting themselves even, even more so thank you for being an example in that aspect you are able to find yourself what what are you doing at the at this point professionally or what are you looking for in, in life at that point um i had there was a peaceful moment of letting go And okay. so I had to swallow my ego and my pride and go you know, live with mom for a little bit and, mm -hmm. and pick up side jobs. And at this point I had, I had acted on TV. I'd helped build a company that was extremely successful. I had been all these things, like these things I thought I was supposed to be. And then I got reduced to no house, no nothing. And so my ego was like, the last sliver of them. please don't ask for help. Like, don't let people know what you're going through. Like you're, they're going to think you're this weak, horrible, blah, blah, blah. My brain started going off 
And so no one knew that I was at the depths of, like people thought I was still, people will coast on who they have convinced people who they are hmm. for such a period. And then that when that person deteriorates, they will let themselves deteriorate versus the ego. And that's oh. the hardest thing. That's what I did. Yeah. And so I was a mover because larger yeah. guy, I've worked construction. I'd worked okay. all these jobs and I'm six, four, 250 pounds. So they're like big guy, like yeah. big stuff. <laughs> and, and so I had just done random, nothing jobs, just randomly picking up side work and just, and, but I was like, at this piece of discovering who I was simultaneously. And so I then got a call that my aunt had gotten into a car accident and I needed to help out or would I be interested in helping out from, from my grandma. And so I moved to this small little place in Northern California called Sonora. Mm. And I was very like lost, but I was like willing to just, let's try something else, just open to whatever shows up. And I remember I get there. I'm just, I let myself be, and after a few months of, I really want to make a difference in the world. I want to change things here. And I started, you feel this energy of people being drawn into your life that are supposed to be there. Whenever you change, whatever your belief system is, there is this like frequency that you put out as a person that brings people into your life that are meant to be there. So and there was remember, a spark there that, mm -hmm. that's telling you, okay, I can make a difference and I need to make a difference in other human lives uh, yeah. uh, and wow yeah do you think that happened spontaneously or was there a moment in which you thought okay i've gone through all this there has to be something better uh, was there a moment like that i'd say it was a mix okay. there were moments of i there is whenever you have these shifts in your personality and shifts in who you are the older you get the further they say like the further away you get from yourself and so in the respect that you see the mistakes you've made. You see all of them laid out for you and you lived them. So you know them, oh. they're wrong now. Okay. And I remember just this, like, I have to atone. Like, I'm a horrible person. Like who does all this and thinks this is okay. And it's, it was like a, I think it was a, my name is Earl, that show where he <laughs> goes back. And, and that's what I felt like I actually had to do. And I started calling people, I am really sorry. I like, I woke up from this hate coma and I'm wow. really sorry. And it was a weird, humbling experience to, to go back and, and do that in my life. But it, it, over time, like I started to just be comfortable with this is who I am. Like, this is okay. You're okay. You're not broken. Everything's fine. It's <laughs> not, you don't have to be a movie star. You don't have to be this or that. Just be you and be genuine and love people unconditionally and you'll be good. And that's what I followed. Wow. And so, in a way, you, you were following your heart, pretty much. You yeah, know. yeah. Blind, uh, like I was, I let go of the wheel, which is hard to do. <laughs> lot, we we want to hold on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that yeah. logical sense of us, like, usually goes to what we know in in the past. And you were, when you were holding on to to good nature, and you were walking by faith. Would you say? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I had no, there's no logic backed reasoning that would send me down this path. There was no logic that would say, choose to help people selflessly and just let go of everything. And at the time, not just now in re like retrospect, I can look back and say that was the best decision of my life. Okay. But at the time I'd come from this whole other arena of living. Uh -huh. And so now I'm 
sure like <laughs> just be you and let go shut up <laughs> This is Ingno Latino, and we're back with Captain Encouragement. In this segment, we'll talk about change and how to change the world and not get burned in the attempt. We'll also touch on self-assessment through deconstructing different aspects of our life. Uh, we're going to talk about networking and also about choosing the right vehicle to reach our audience. My favorite part is when Captain Encouragement himself tells us how to tackle new faces in our lives. I hope you like it. So I had done uh, backup work on the show Mighty Meds. And so I was a superhero. They put me in a superhero costume Okay. on the, the Disney show where they, it's like a superhero hospital. And they put me in this costume, they made it. And I remember that. And so that's, that was, costumes can be made. Heroes can be created. <laughs> Check. And I remember I looked at myself, I was like, how did I get here? And so I started deconstructing that in my life. You know, I was like, how did I get to such a place that wasn't me for so long? And so I deconstructed that. And I got to, like, if you're a kid coming into the world, that question I'd asked you, that's the question I got to. I was like, whoa, like, how, then how are we supposed to have a different world? This is, this is ridiculous. Uh, like, two plus two does not equal five, no matter how many times you say it. <laughs> and so I was like, well, society's an algorithm. Let's change the numbers. Let's change the input to get a different output. And I... I remember I thought, oh, what if there's like a hero? What if there's a hero who taught these lessons and kids would love it because kids love heroes. I love heroes. Everyone loves heroes. In society, we love heroes. Yeah. And I remember I drew it on a piece of paper. I still have the piece of paper. Like I had it like framed and it looks a little different than it does now. And then I put it to the side for a little bit. And then I went out shopping um, when I was in Sonora. I went to a thrift store. It wasn't like a big shop because I didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And when I was with my grandma and we're like, oh, let's go check out the store. And I found these goggles hmm. and they were, I don't remember what sport it was, but they were like rounded around the top. So it looks like a smiling goggles. I was like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> and I remember everything in being just lined up and said, you're going to do this or you're going to die trying to do it. And I was like, you have my attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Rika moment. Okay. Yeah. This is it. This is yep. it. <laughs> and then I just put my head down and every obstacle became like, you now have whatever obstacle I ran into with the costume or this, it was, it just became a, a countdown to whenever I got over it. It wasn't like, oh, this is in, in, impenetrable. You get a couple days, but I'm going through this obstacle uh -huh. too. Yes. And it was this level of everything just kept lining up. And then I, the first, I had the costume made because the first few people were like, no way. But I was, I couldn't be told no at this point. So I kept going. Okay. And not, and I met friend Helen Sylvester and I was like, Hey, can you make a costume? And she's like, sure. That sounds awesome. And she mm -hmm. made this epic costume. And then I was like, okay, costume next schools need to go to a school. Okay. And I, <laughs> I go to a school. <laughs> no, I go to Sierra nonprofit services and I meet okay. my friend, Amy. And Amy is, this sounds great. You know, this sounds, you need to do this and do that. And because I was like, nonprofit, nonprofits help people. How hard could it be oh, to run yeah. a nonprofit? <laughs> oh. I'll never say that sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having run one for, I think it's been an official nonprofit for four years now. That oh, sentence wow. has never been uttered since. There you go. <laughs> and it's like, you owe me a person named Mark Dyken. He's going to help you for sure. Let's, let's do it. This is what we call 
power networking. There you go. So mm -hmm. please, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. You just go out and ask the questions. And if you, if someone's like, that can't work and that's stupid, like just, just go like shift, go ask someone else because there's always somebody, there's always something, something you can learn, something you can do. There's always something. And Amy connected me with, she's got to talk to this guy named Mark Dykin, one of my dearest friends and my mentor now. At the time, he was this great guy. And I was like, I have this costume and I used to carry it around in a laundry basket. <laughs> and that's all I had. And so his laundry basket was a superhero costume and it was at the school. And he worked at the, re the Jamestown Resource Center. And he, he's like, that's a great idea. Can we get all the students to the field? We're going to have an assembly. Oh my gosh, right there and then. Right there. I had zero training. Oh, oh. The, the suit hadn't even been fully put on yet. I had done like one event where I walked as captain waving at people uh, with my grandma and my aunt. Um, and at this point, I, I had talked a big game. So I'm like, this is going to be yeah. the greatest thing ever. We're going to have comics. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Never done anything. I'd never done anything. <laughs> and so he pats me on the back. He's like, good luck out there. And he leaves the, the room. Oh, boy. For me to get ready. <laughs> and so my heart, go, 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 go. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. There was this level of fear that was like, do I run? And it's like, no. <laughs> okay. We, we've come this far. <laughs> um, and I go, put on the costume, and I go out to like the edge of the field. And there's this bleachers just covered with children. And there's teachers all standing around. Wow. And, and then I hear, introducing captain encouragement oh wow and there you go fly in there <laughs> and i go out there and i try I try a bunch of different things and i say a bunch of different stuff some of it works kids let you know if it doesn't work like yeah it, there's no filter <laughs> but all like after it it was like a flash that it happened and it was over and kids loved it kids hated it there was a mix and but kids were all like bye captain encouragement da, da. Mm. And, I, and i left and i was like whoa what just happened? And Mark's like, that was great. The kids loved it. You could change this. You can fix this. That was great. That was, that was amazing. And then, and then he invited me to a few more events. I performed at the Cape Wolf Memorial Festival up in like Northern California. Okay. And then it just be, and we partnered with Special Olympics of Northern California because I helped coach for that as well. And it just, it started to trial and error and then applying science with trial and error because there's a science to it because mm -hmm. it can't just be positive as good, negative as bad. There was a lot of science behind it. And so they introduced me to ACEs, um, which is adverse childhood experiences. There's a lot oh, of data. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing research and studies done by ACEs, ACEs.org. There's a really great site that has a lot of good research on the ACEs or adverse childhood experiences. But we started doing the, re like the research and then it started to, to snowball and I was like, we need a comic book for sure. And so I didn't know how to do it. Can't be told no. So you just, you just start typing like Google, how to make a comic book. And, and I went through a ton of different artists and I found like, this was great. This was bad to where now I have another organization that I help run that helps people make comic books because I had to learn the process from start from scratch. And so this was the, the first captain comic book we had to learn the whole process for coloring and inking and line art and i got to learn this whole thing and i was like this is epic kids are gonna love it and then kids responded oh my goodness we started hearing stories and one of the stories actually came in this last year 
and a, a little girl who I'd signed the comic to had done an event at her school and I'd given her the comic to her. She sleeps with it under her pillow. Oh, wow. And she like loves Captain Encouragement. And her brother was getting bullied at school and she's like, Captain Encouragement taught me that the reason those kids are bullies is because they're hurting inside and they don't have any other way of dealing with it. This is to her like second grade brother. Oh my gosh. And I was like, this is a message from a, from a parent. She's like, changed our household. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh wow. And it was like, we could, we did that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, from there, let's put our foot in this, try it. That didn't work. Don't do that. <laughs> we got an amazing board behind it. The, the, our first board that we grew. And today it, it, actually introduced me to my wife and my boys now like captain encouragement uh, beautiful young lady reaches out and says i'd like to take part in the organization if i can i love what you're doing and then you know fell in mm. in absolute love and, and and now my two boys as well and oh. so it, it it gave me so much Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so it, it gave me like a family and, and we all do it together. So my wife's the co-executive director and the boys are also actors and performers and they do some of the show content creation with us. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful story. Let me yeah. focus on the name, encouragement. Mm -hmm. Is that because you feel that should have given you given to you more growing up or does that do you think do you identify that kids mm. need this this symbol it's something that is going to motivate them what was it um, i think so originally was positivity okay and then and that was my very i would say i didn't know enough at the time so i was like i just want kids to be happy Okay. And that's such a, a blank and the more you dive into what you want to do and how you want to do it you learn you find depth and levels and layers, yes. but I was very new. So it was originally positivity. Luckily we ran into trademark issues. And mm. so when I Early filed it, the process. Board, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, you have to change it. And so I was like, I threw on all these words and then encouragement hit. And I was like, yep, because mm. it's not a polar. It's not, it's going to be, you can't be negative or you're wrong. Or you can't be this. That was this just, the supporting force, that's the right. word encouragement. It doesn't have to be, you're feeling bad, feel bad, but you'll make it through. Encourage people through all things that they're going through. And it just, it just happened that way. And fortunately enough, I definitely could have used, I had a lot of encouragement growing up from my parents, but I could have used it in other ways, emotionally speaking. Okay. And I, and I think a lot of people could use sometimes that person that's just, you can do it. Because there's days yeah. where the person inside says, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In yeah. my case, I'm so grateful for, for having my wife always tell, reminding me, you actually are good enough. Or actually, she never says good enough. She uses other superlatives that I'm too chicken to use here in the, <laughs> at the microphone. <laughs> but it's so great to have someone in the, in the universe that can tell you, hey, you, you can make it. It's okay get up yeah. you can do this thank you so from what you just told me if i understand correctly you didn't have all the answers right away no, no. you have the it was a bit of an intuitive process yeah and yeah. that driving force within within your heart more than in your mind that was keeping yeah. you going forward wow what would you say was the greatest challenge that captain encouragement has faced so far I think one of the greatest challenges that like Captain Encouragement 
organization person has is it, it deals a lot with personal issues because at a point it created this iconic character for who captain encouragement is. And so Nicholas started to me, Nicholas started to not be allowed to experience or express pain or depression that I was going through. And so I remember at some point I was, I felt really low and people like, that's not very encouraging. And I remember it just, it felt like it boxed me into like, I have to, it creates this pillar that you're on. And you're not allowed to step down in any way because then you're a fraud. You're not allowed to be a real mm, human. Yeah. And so I had never experienced that before in my life. And that was one of the hardest things, which it made me want to quit. It made me want to just throw in the towel and not take I, I, many times where it was like, the pressure is immense that sits on, you want to make a difference in the world. You want to help these people. You, and you start to feel this responsibility that says, if you don't, then you fail. If you don't help all these kids, you don't stop this thing. You feel this direct connection. And whenever the world starts, there is this always, there's always going to be this critique coming at you. All this, there's always going to be this stuff coming at you. And and you as like a successful individual, all the things Mm -hmm. you've accomplished and done, you start to get on this pedestal. So you understand if you step down in any way to, to be a human, sometimes it's nope, you can't do that. People like waiting to shoot your feet as you step up. (laughs) Yeah. The media does that all the time. And that amount of pressure must be horrible. And how do you overcome that? It's, I have a lot of, like, my wife and my kids. I have Candace. She is a big support and a, a big part of reminding me whenever I get in that headspace. Because it happens. And she reminds me that I'm allowed to be human. Uh-huh. Like I'm allowed to be a human. Because yeah. there's a superhero expectation for you to always be captain and yeah. be in character. And, and I have mentors and friends who I'll message and I'll, I'll share like, like all the stuff with Captain Happen. Like, what do I do? And you're human. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's okay to be a human. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's hard because I have very high expectations of myself and I, I'm going to change the world one way or another. And I've always had that, like that mentality mm. has since this grew, I always had that mentality of change the world. So what wow. are you doing today to change the world? And so sometimes it's hard, but mentors and people around me that see the vision, because that's something that a lot of people don't have, is they don't have mentors that are supportive or friends that are supportive. They're people that are like, you should give that up. You know, you should really <laughs> put that down. Yeah. And that's not what you need all it. There's a time and a place for, you should really stop doing that. Hmm. But there's also the people that need to say, you can. Like just, yeah. you know, put it down for a little bit, step away come back like you can do it don't stop yeah and and i'm just very fortunate that a lot of people in my life primarily my wife i spend all my time with and (laughs) i just she daily reminds me like you're a human be a human (laughs) well she she gives you permission (laughs) to to be human (laughs) in a way we We need to allow ourselves to do that don't we (laughs) yeah yeah we do and i'm I'm sure you felt it because you have this expectation yeah yeah, of who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. And when you don't live up to that, there is this barrage that you've internally created. In my case, I can be a, the worst critic of myself. Have so, you found a, a good way of getting through that yourself with that component? Right now, fortunately, I do have my wife uh, next to me. But in my early 20s, I went, I experienced for the first time in depression, clinical depression. And still have my bouts with depression. 
And thanks to a good network, I've learned that sometimes you're going to say, okay, I'm going to chill. I'm not going to put myself in such a high pedestal that, or, that, I'm, that I'm going to be hurting myself emotionally. I'm going to allow myself to be human, just like you're, you're describing. So Amazing. your experience totally resonates with me. And I appreciate you sharing it with, with our listeners as well. Because Thank you um, so much, man. No, thank you. It's not a small goal to say, I'm going to change the world. And, and a lot of people are going to shoot, try to shoot that down and tell you, I knew you couldn't. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the pressure as well to prove them wrong. But the fact that we are human, uh, that <laughs> we make mistakes, that we have feelings yeah. and we go through ups and downs doesn't mean that we're a failure. It just means that yeah. Yeah, we actually can relate to other people better. And, yeah. and people can relate to us and we can get up and keep going. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. And sure. since sure. some of our listeners are actually entrepreneurs or yeah. people who are going through career changes or people leaving a toxic relationship or people that are about to take a big step into something new in their life. And they know that things might get tough. What would Captain Encouragement, as Captain Encouragement, <laughs> mm. would tell them, okay, listeners, I'm not trying to be condescending or anything, but sometimes I need myself to be told as if I was a little kid yeah. that, I, that I can make it and that I need that encouragement in my life. So I'm asking Captain Encouragement to give that positivity, that message of encouragement to me and to you guys. So Captain Encouragement, I'm about to go through a very unknown part of my life. And I don't know how to, how to address that. I don't know how to deal with that. What can I do? <clears throat> Young hero, here's what you need to know. Whenever you go through things, they happen for a reason. Life happens in the same format as a book. There are chapters. So whenever you feel that this chapter is over, that doesn't mean the book is over. What means that you need to find what the next journey or adventure is going to be. If you have an idea, follow it. If it's wrong, then that chapter has come to an end as well. But the book is never over until you've decided that it is. And you wait until the end of the story and you have a beautiful thing at the end to look at and know that you and you alone are responsible for creating this masterpiece that other people can thoroughly enjoy. And it's because you showed up here. Without you on this planet, none of this would be happening. This reality is because you are here, you make this place better. So remember that when you go into any dark situation, the bigger the problem, the greater the accomplishment. Just Whoa. always remember that and hold that true to yourself. And remember that you are here for a reason. No matter what that reason is, no matter how big it is or how small it is in comparison to others, it is your reason for being. So I appreciate you and all that you do. Yes, there you have it, people. Captain Encouragement. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being in my show. I mean, in Inno Latino, you have not only an, a new follower and new followers, in me, you have a friend, Nicolas. So thank you. Thank you, thank you for it. I appreciate it. <laughs> All the best. Yeah, thank you. You as well, my friend. I appreciate it.
There you have it, folks. That was our episode today. Now, go out there and be heroes. Change yourselves. Change the world by helping others. And be nice to yourselves while doing it, please. Thank you for listening. This is Igno Latino. <laughs>